0: Hey guys, Jeff Beggins here. Thank you for listening to the BE3 podcast. For the last 25 years now, with 55,000 transactions, billions of dollars in sales, coaching and training thousands of real estate agents, we've seen a lot. We've heard a lot and we've done a lot. And now it's about giving it back to you. It's about empowering, educating, encourage you to be the best you can be and take you to the next level. Thanks for listening. Alright, what's going on? BE3. Jeff Megan's here with you and Mike Puma. And we have a special guest with us today. Susie. Just Susie. You're so popular now, you just yep. have <laughs> just no, Susie. We don't even with need Tignan. a the Susie, what's it, Meg here in beautiful Tampa, Florida.
1: Yes. And she decided to join us on the pods. The um, pods. The pods. <laughs> the pods. So
0: this is the continuing series that we started recently called What's Working in Real Estate. And Susie is And a great example of what's working in real estate, right? And you're doing a phenomenal job. And what we're here to do is kind of bring some value and empower, educate, encourage to other agents who are looking to get to a a next level, right? And you've gone through a bunch of next levels in your career. You've been in Mm -hmm. the business now for how many years?
2: Had my license for about five years.
0: And what were you doing before you came to us?
2: So I was working at Keller Williams. I was working for another team, um, just doing phone calls, trying to get appointments with listings and buyers and things like that, cold calling. So you're an
0: ISA just banging out numbers just to get leads and appointments for somebody else. Right. That's kind of what was happening for you. And then what you kind of realized, I remember when you came to work here, is you were doing all this work and somebody else was getting the glory and the money. Right. And then you're like, hey, I'm the one doing the hard work here. Maybe I'll start doing that for myself, and then you kind of made the switch and transition over, and um, started doing pretty well, mm-hmm. right? It was up this, and down, this, yeah. Which everybody can relate to. This is real and raw, which is fits well with you.
1: But <laughs> I have, I have a, I have a quick question. So, why come here and not do that at Keller Williams?
2: I came here. I just started interviewing and looking at different companies. I, when I first interviewed here, I think just when I walked in, it was a different environment, you know, meeting John and, you know, Russell was actually the one who interviewed me. Um, I just thought it was a really relaxed atmosphere. The agents were a little bit younger. It just seemed like everybody was a go-getter knocking on doors. You weren't, I wasn't really seeing that where I was at.
0: Got it. It was. It, it is an interesting culture of, of people to kind of really really working hard Mm -hmm. and banging on doors and making the contacts, which is something you didn't see, especially in our marketplace here, that was full of kind of, would you say, established people that have Mm -hmm. been kind of had a foothold for years. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of come in and really start banging the doors and pounding the phones and getting business and market share. And now, now we've established ourselves pretty well in in this market as well as other different markets that we're doing. So I want to talk about what you've done so far this year. Now we're just in Q3 right now Mm -hmm. which is really good so you have 24 deals closed already yes this year and we've got five more pending so there's Mm -hmm. 29 plus you got a bunch more leads coming in here Mm -hmm. so the average agent in the u.s is selling four to five homes a year and you've got 30 on the books already and it's just q3 so you've got to just take a second to re-remind yourself that you are kicking ass and you're a really awesome agent we're proud to have you on the team thanks right And I also know that I've I've seen kind of the growth of what you've been able to do. And I know there's a ton of agents watching. We've got people watching from all over the world on this now, which is really awesome. And a lot of people are still in that stumbling block around. So I was talking with John a little bit before this. John Lum is one of our um, partners here in this office. And we're saying, what are the words that really come to mind when when Susie comes to mind? (laughs) (laughs) A lot of
1: them we can't say here on the air.
0: So the ones that made the list that are appropriate for air (laughs) are really it's. Fearless was the best word, right? Okay. And and I think that's a huge important trait and quality um, for any entrepreneur and any business person because you just do things and you don't really care if it works or not. You're just gonna go do it. If it doesn't work, you do something else and you just keep going, which I think is a, a really cool trait that you have and a quality that equates into success, right? And I know consistency is another one that came out. And so fearless and consistent are the two words that really came up to kind of define what you're doing. And a couple examples of, of consistency. Puma, talk about one of the ones we were chatting about earlier before.
1: Yeah, well, I think one of the things that I take away from you in particular is, and, and there's a few agents that I know do this in our brokerage, and but if you're watching, the balance that you've created for your business is what impresses me because there's a lot of agents that do you know, 20 to 30 deals a year, and because they're busy, they're not gonna take you know other business that's op- that's offered to them and you you jump on any opportunity and it's giving yourself at-bats that leads to you building the business that you've built in in only five years in the business and that is important because I think a lot of agents especially as they get busier start saying no a lot more because they don't feel like they need to but in reality you're always looking at that as an opportunity so anytime I've ever brought a deal to Susie some good some not so good. Um, she's taken it right. And I know that when I give it to her, she's going to run with it, which gives us as a brokerage, a lot of confidence. And so one of the deals recently, which I think is really important to tell this story, I gave that lead to you all almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. Right. And we went together to look at that house and it was a cool, unique house, but the guy wasn't just wasn't ready. Wasn't there at the stage yet and it was going to take follow-up and you consistently followed up with him to the point where he calls what a week ago and says, Hey, I'm ready. Can we list it? Signs a listing agreement just like that. Right. But had you not followed up consistently, that never would have happened and he would have gone to that place mentally that he was ready to go and he would have called somebody else. Right. And that's key. I think that's, that's the difference between you and a lot of other agents.
2: Well, I think most of the people that I meet aren't ready to do anything right away. They're just, it's kind of just the ideas forming in their head. So follow-up is crucial. Mm. And and I've made mistakes with follow-up and that's how I've learned. Is like, oh, I didn't follow up. And then they listed like a year later. I was like, if I would have followed up and I, you know, I I can. I think
0: that's so important what you just said, because this is what, what we all need to remember. Nobody is ready when you first get in touch with them. No, nobody. There's no amazing hot lead that's ready right now. It just doesn't exist. It's not even a unicorn. It just, it doesn't even exist because nobody's ready to do anything. They're in the process of an 18 to 24 month buyer cycle before they'd Mm -hmm. make the decision to actually do something. And so you're smart enough to realize that, you know, there's nothing you can say or do to speed up somebody's timeline. They're either ready or they're not.
1: Well, I think especially when you you think about the business we are in. Right. It's not a spontaneous decision, right? We're not going and and buying or selling something in a store. So most people know that if I list it, it's going to take a while. And so they prepare for this and they plan for this. And so it's not there's no incentive that says I've got to go sell this tomorrow. Right. Right. And so that doesn't exist. It just it's not. It's not the nature of the industry. All
0: right, so that was a one-year example. Let's talk about one that was a four-year ago deal. Let's go. Let's go a little back in time. First year in the business, don't know shit, right? Starting to figure (laughs) your way out. So I was
2: knocking on doors. I met this young lady. She's like, "Yes, I want to buy." Great, you know, here's a lender. Reach out to them. She was qualified, but it just the timing wasn't working for her. So I just. Kept her on a search in the MLS, just would reach out periodically, and then she just closed last month. So it's been four years. I'm I'm gonna
0: rewind this. Four years. Let's rewind this. So you said a couple things I think are important for those who are watching. Like, how in the hell do you keep in touch with somebody for four years? Because how many hundreds of people have you met from four years ago to today?
2: Then I just lost several hundred
0: people that you've talked to. So, how did she even a stay somewhere in your brain, and B, you said you reached out here and there let's let's dive into what reaching out here and there was so for those who are watching kind of get a little tactical so you you mentioned the mls search yeah so, how so do you, what I, do you do with your
2: clients? i usually ask them i'm like hey you know i can keep you in the search that way you can just keep an eye on the market you know right. and then that way you're just sending them emails and they're it's just automatic so it's super
0: easy so in their price range and geographic market right, was,
2: what they were kind of looking for and active um,
0: pendings and solds or what are you just, just active just, just new so ones they, that come yeah. on the market just okay. so
2: they can keep an eye on it
0: so that's going you could you've forgotten about her by this point so but your follow-up system for the mls is still pinging her when something new comes up right. that might so that keeps you top of mind so what else I can are you doing see
2: when she's looking on there so when i'm in my mls portal i'm looking i'm like oh wow this person is going on there i want to see this so i'm like I'll just send them a quick email, you know, or, got it. or a text real quick and just say, hey, you know, do you have any questions about those homes or, you know, especially if they start marking them.
0: So that's key. Like whether you use Zap, which is a system that kind of scores mm-hmm. your people that and are I, active using on Zap or the MLX matrix, you've got the tech, you're leveraging technology to your advantage. Because when you have several hundred people that you're coming in contact with, some just thought, decided not to buy. They just stayed renting. Some of them mm-hmm. moved away. Some of them died. Probably, you know, it's real life. So but of those, you can't really stay in touch with all of them because you're building new business. So leveraging technology to have them remind you when you need to reach out is the key. Now, how consistently, when do you have a schedule set up? Do you have a set time that you do your lead follow up?
2: so a lot of times i'll ask them do you want me to follow up in like three months six months and then whatever they say i put that on my calendar on my google calendar and it goes right to my phone perfect and i put their number in there so literally i'm like oh call this person hey you know
0: got it yep. and it's working really four years from four a door knock to a lead to just actually buying now that's just remarkable because it's important now it's a huge kudos because how many agents do you think she's had exposure to over the last four years She's sitting there on Zillow. Mm-hmm. She stopped by open houses. She saw something online and stopped into a couple of new home places for sure. Yeah. Right Over the last four years, she's done a lot of things. So you've been able to stay top of mind when real estate was in her mind to, during the buying phase. You kept along with her during the dreaming phase because you can't push it. And you and I were talking right. before we came on. You also have something, I think a good strategy you have in your mind about pushing people.
2: Right. It's never going to work if you have to push someone. They're either going to cancel the deal or, you know, oh, I don't want to sell anymore because it really wasn't their idea. It was yours.
0: Right. Because is it even possible to push somebody into real estate? It's not. No. No. They're either ready or they're not. And you've been able to kind of feel it out. Now let's talk about one of the things you're working um, on getting better at all the time, which is everything, everything, (laughs) right? But you got to chunk it down. So talk about we were talking a little bit earlier about the personalities and reading them and their personalities to be able to give them the comfort and connect a little bit quicker. So what kind of things are you working on with that?
2: I'm just trying to read people's personalities, like you were saying, um, and match them with my personality because my, you know, I feel like I connect very well with certain types of people and then other people. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I didn't word this correctly because they're this personality. And
0: well, Yes, you're connecting with a certain group of people naturally because they're like you. Right. Right. So that's that's the easy. part. So the
2: high S's and the high S's S's and the high
0: I's is is you. Right. So that's a natural one. The
2: high D's. It's just like
0: the high D's and the high C's are your your kryptonite. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you're very good at recognizing that. Now, now, here's the fun part. When you're closing 30 deals and it's in Q3, you can be choosy on which deals you pick. So now what you can do though, you can say, you know what? That's a super high d personality i'm going to take that one on because now you have the skill sets to be able to adapt yourself mm-hmm. into that role to be able to relate with them and have them connect with you too. so that's a skill set that you've gotten really good at, and you can now pick and choose the ones you actually want to work with. Now if you get a super high analytical that's off the charts and annoys you, refer it right right or challenge yourself to see if you want to just go through that process which you've been able to do that too. Talk about sources of business okay so out of the thirty or twenty-nine that are on the books right now, what let's talk about for those watching? Where do these deals come from? Let's go through their gamut.
2: My sphere of influence, um, past clients. I right, pause there.
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drill into sphere. Sphere of influence. We all use that term analogy a lot. So what kind of sphere? How do you reach out? How do you mingle with your sphere? What is your sphere? How do you stay in touch with them?
2: So a lot of my sphere comes from when I worked at Cheesecake Factory. So I worked there for seven years and there were always at least 200 employees. So I know a lot of people and I, a lot of my deals have come from that. Um, And then my son's in travel baseball. So a lot of the parents have gotten deals for that as well.
0: So how do you stay in touch with 200 people from the Cheesecake Factory?
2: Um, I'll see them on Facebook. Okay. Sometimes I'll send them little private messages or they'll message me. They're like, okay. hey, you know, good. I'm looking to buy a house. You know, when can we set up a meeting?
0: And they see some of the posts that you're doing and so right. you're reminding them. of I'm really not
2: quick- great at posting, um, but I've been posting enough, I guess, to.
0: You're good at it. You could, of course, we can all get better at it. Yeah, right. she
1: could do more. You're right. But consistently.
0: The- <laughs> So now we get weeks. to the tougher parts on this. So we got spirit. Now get other sources of the business.
2: Um,
0: Carts. is our referral mm-hmm. network, and like we were, Mike was talking about earlier, when we have the opportunity to have a great lead, it's an asset, right? It's a business asset. Yeah. And what we do as a company, figure out who do we give that asset to that's going to close it, right? That's just a business. And then mindset. we know who's
1: going to work it. Who's going right? to work he's it? Who's going to actually follow up, work the lead, and and treat it. Like it's their own and relate to the customer. Give them yeah, 100%. a hundred percent
0: because it's not just the deals. It's the, it's the testimonials that you get after the deal yep. and the glowing referrals that you're getting. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what really builds the business because the lifetime value of these people, it's $130,000 per person. So you didn't just close, you know, 160 grand this year. You've got 30 people times 130,000 yeah. bucks. Yep. Right. So you've made several million dollars this year.
2: Yeah. Some of those were referrals. From past Cardus clients, go. so I mean, Cardus is also a great way too, where you can get referrals from them as well. I, re, you know, that's how I kind of treat it. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna
1: you're gonna pay the referral fee on the first deal, but but if you, you do get, it right, anything after that is is all you. Yep. And you're
0: buying Zillow leads too. You have Zillow leads yep. too, and so you see the whole spectrum, guys. Right. So and from from a coaching perspective, what I like to see is She's got a balance of life and work that's working for you right now. Mm -hmm. And if you were to talk about the only thing I would say when, from a coaching perspective, what can we do in Q4 and beyond is just an internal thought about what kind of lifestyle tweaks do you want to do? Do you want to tweak more income? You're making really good money right now. Mm -hmm. So there's no complaints on that department. You just got to figure out what kind of lifestyle tweaks do you want to do? You've got a house, you now live in a great area. You've been able to hit some big strides this year. Oh yeah. Checking the, 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 vision boards mm-hmm. and checking the things off. What are some things you've hit that you've not talked? Let's, let's go to a four year ago version when we just kind of met and what kind of things you had on your board. What have you been able to accomplish?
2: My car. I bought my Mercedes. Um, well, it's I, just a car. It's a Mercedes. Yeah. I mean, it's Mercedes. <laughs> um, the house that I'm living in now in South Tampa. Um, the trips that I've gone on gone to I took my son to Costa Rica again we went to Puerto Rico we're planning a trip to Europe Um, most I mean and then some of my goals were to make like Masters Ruby so last year I made Masters Ruby that was also on my goal and
0: these are physically on her board Mm -hmm. of vision boards to remind her of why she's doing it if you go to your 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 desk where you walk you've got your you're organized mm-hmm. and you've got what your goals are what your vision boards are what your leads are what your pendings where the source of the business so you you've got a re- you you do a great job of of owning your business so what i would say is what's the next level for you
2: i think getting back into having a schedule where i'm prospecting again and just really sticking to that because that's I have, I've even closed like cold calls this year too, that I made last year. So I think doing that the next year business is going to be even further.
0: So this is kind of cool. So if the 30 deals already in Q3, right? I want to keep stretching that because that's another 10 that's probably a 40 deal year, yep. right? Or if that's, that's a, that's phenomenal business, right? Mm-hmm. So the only thing you can do is make more by either, or by doing less, Right. That's a possibility, too, yeah. because you know how to hunt and kill. Right. And that's a different skill set than farming or receiving leads. Right. Some people are just at the mercy of whatever comes to them. And that's not you. You're able to go get, grab and take what you want. So with your skill set of being able to prospect and do those things, you could say, you know what? I mean, how good was that million dollar expired listing you got?
2: That was great. Okay. I mean...
0: And but listen to the phrase, the terminology, the expired listing that you went out and got right. Mm-hmm. that's a skill set that you now know you can do. So what you could do differently is say, wait, rather than 10, what if I did six? And what if I only targeted the neighborhoods that have million dollar only homes? Mm-hmm. So if we do 20 or 30 deals in a million dollar price point, the investment house portfolio starts to grow, right. right? And then the retirement accounts start going and the college accounts for the sound, for all of the things you want to go do. So what are some bigger picture goals for you from a lifestyle perspective?
2: I think working on like that bigger price point, like you were saying, um, and I even find that like the smaller the deal, the more work you end up doing. So yeah. it would be nice to do less deals and make more money, like you were saying. But.
0: Well, and then the ones that come to you, I mean, the two, three, four hundred thousand dollar price great. point, they, they pop, so right? Some people just call yeah. them popcorn. They just kind of keep on just cranking. Mm-hmm. Um, but the million dollar one sell too, right? We're happen to be in a marketplace that the norm is million, million, two, million, four homes, just throw a rock around, right? right? Yeah. So the the question is when you think about where you're gonna allocate your time, that's the decision that you have total control over. And with tools like Remine or Targeting and all the things that you do now in expired, you can pick your price point, Fisbos, you can pick your price point. You can go into just a marketplace and just say, I'm not gonna leave where you live. Right? right? You're surrounded by million dollar homes. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole thing. That's the, the difference from a tweaking perspective is that, cause you know how to prospect, you know how to cold call and you know how to go get the expires. Now well, you've got a good balance of listings and buyers too, mm-hmm. which I think is an interesting thing to finish that thought. Then we'll,
1: I mean, go. that's, that's important though, too, from a lifestyle perspective because your son does play baseball. And he's on a travel team now, and he's going to get older, and that commitment's going to get more and more and more. And I know you, yeah. and you're at the games already. And now he's going to be playing way more, and he's going to get into high school and start playing there. And you may want to be at all those games, right? right. Yeah, it's
2: like usually twelve hours at the baseball. Yeah, I mean it's a lot Saturday I mean, and Sunday. So I'm in and out showing properties and then coming and then back,
1: going
0: and, back to that and so. looking at the people in the stands and getting yeah, deals. Like,
1: right. I mean, <laughs> so it's important to think that through too, and say, hey, in the next few years he's going to be. X and he's going to be in high school playing and they're going to play during the week, three games and they're going to have weekends and I want to be there. And so how do I get myself to the point where I can be at all those games and still have the level of income that I need coming in. And that's going to be a strategy then that helps shape your business. But I think going back to one thing you mentioned earlier with all the balance in your business, for those watching the key reason, that all of this works. There's one reason this all works for Susie is cause she follows up the Zillow leads, the going out and getting all the leads, even knowing how to hunt is different than knowing how to follow up. And there's a lot of people that can go get the lead, but aren't going to follow up with that lead if they don't do something right away. That's right. And to me, like if you don't have that, if you don't hone in on that skill set. You're wasting your money buying Zillow. You're wasting your money running Facebook ads. You're wasting your money taking a lead from your broker because you're investing time and energy and, and effort to to try and sell it. And you're wasting your time and money because well, once you, don't you start
2: up, adding it up, like cuz like I said I've lost deals, you know, cuz I didn't follow up, but once you start adding it up, on a piece of paper and you're like, okay, this could have been this. this could have been, and then you're like, oh, I'm never doing that again. Yeah.
1: yeah. It starts to hurt way more.
2: That's what Jeff did. He was like, when I coached with him, he was like, look, you lost that on that. You lost that on that.
0: Yeah, How much was that? What could he have done with that money? Has he
1: made you cry yet? He's really good at making people cry. No, I don't cry. It's coming as like new <laughs> thing. <She's laughs> <But> not here. <laughs> yeah. not She's here. a tough one. Oh, no. you, you, need <laughs> just, you, the you need to step up your game. <laughs> <laughs> you need to step up your game because I don't think you're going to get Susie to ever cry.
0: You just brought up a good point though, Puma, that when when time constraints come in and you want to shift your lifestyle priorities and you don't want to change your income, you're going to have to make a shift from a, what I'll work with you on is making the shift from a buyer side to a listing side yep. mm-hmm. because the flexibility that comes in life of controlling your inventory is it. You can control showings. You can control the times. You can have somebody meet people. You can do things. When you have the inventory, everybody works for you. When you're showing people other people's inventory, you work for them. Yeah. so to be able to say to a buyer no i can't on thursday at four because i'm in lakeland to watch a baseball game they're going to be like right right but when you have three listings and there's four agents showing your listing they're you're selling like, it for you yeah shoot me the offer right, right. so that's going to be a just kind of a business-minded set as we build into that time period and say okay rather than 30 deals and having you know 16 of them be buyers let's switch that a little bit over to the listing side and start creeping that up to that side of the world so that's mm-hmm. where i think it's great so the buyer side. And, and it was funny because we were talking about this before. I said, which, what do we really like better, listings or buyers? And the answer is, depends.
2: Right. Depends mm. on the client.
1: Yeah.
0: Depends on through a few things. And so what to, I think you've done well from a business perspective is, how what's a good listing lead? What's a good seller? What's
2: Someone that has to sell. Someone that is either moving somewhere and has a specific time frame or just has to sell because of the life
0: has to sell their house. Life. That's a real one. Yeah. And you've been able to sort that out. If you're not ready to sell, you're not a good listing. Leader. Right.
2: If They're just like, well, I mean, we can try this. If and you give me
0: 50, I will sell my $600,000 mm-hmm. house. That's really not worth your energy. Right. So you're able to find it. And what makes a good buyer?
2: Someone that has to move like they're either the lease is ending or they sold their house and they have a closing date. Um, and they have an actual time frame and they know what they want to buy. And they're, pretty reasonable and are like, oh, okay, so this is what 300 will get me.
1: There you go.
0: But you're educating them along the way too. Right. And you're you're helping them, you're guiding them through the process. So that's mm-hmm. what I think. So for for those watching here, the power of pre-qualification is something that you hear, but you can't really appreciate until you go through it. And then so lead follow-up and pre-qualification is the only Huge. way you could be doing this this volume of business.
1: Now right. I'm curious of the 30, let's say 30 deals, how many of those came from you hunting versus broker generated leads to you? Do you know?
2: I'm not sure I'd have to look at the numbers, but probably kind of half and half. Um, You know, it's well, maybe in thirds because Zillow is part of it too, so.
1: Okay, but I mean, I think it's important, right? Like to understand that the only reason that she's able to hit the volume she's hit is because you're willing to accept the opportunities that are coming to you as well, mm-hmm. right. right? Otherwise, you essentially cut that number in half. And so for those of you that aren't willing to take a a, a lead generated because there's a referral fee attached, okay. But just know that because of a, of a 25 to 40% referral, depending on what brokerage you're with, off of one deal, you're willing to cut your business in half or potentially are cutting your business in half, right? Right. And if you think for one second that your broker isn't gonna be like, well, I'm not going back to her because she never takes it, and rather give it to someone like Susie who is, and who we know is constantly going to follow up and gonna put in the work and she treats these leads the same and that's the other big difference. I know that if she's got one she's hunted over here and versus one that I've given to her and there's a referral fee over here, I don't ever worry with Susie that she's not gonna focus on this one because this one doesn't have a referral. I know her and she's hungry for both and she's gonna work both and she's gonna do a good job on both and that is key. And so for me, that all that will do for you is it's obviously it's helped supplement or maybe even double your business but it also is gonna create future opportunity because I know I'll keep feeding you, right? The brokerage is gonna keep feeding you because you're doing a great job. And that I think that's important for any agent that's watching. How
0: important is having fun?
2: It's very important. Cause if you start like getting bitter, cause things happen, you know, things fall apart. Um, and it's so easy to get in like that mindset, where like, oh, God. And I was like, you got to get out of it. Because there's days where I wake up and I'm like, oh, is anything going to go right? <laughs> um, but I'm like, all right, just focus on what I'm doing. I'm trying to help people. You know, focus on the person. You know, like Just genuinely try to help them. Anyway.
0: Why do you think, do you think some people give up and fail in this business?
2: I think if they don't have money set aside, you know, you have to have a decent amount of savings to get you started. And you have to know that it's not going to be instantaneous. You know, it's going to be up and down in the beginning. um, And there's going to be people that reject you and you're going to fail and deals are going to fall through um, and they might not have anybody encouraging them either. You know, like somebody that's got their back.
0: That's important too, mm-hmm. because it's not easy. No, it's not. This is not easy. It simple. It's simple. It's simple, like, not I'm easy. I'm done.
2: I quit. You know, but then I'm like, no, <laughs> I just, I can do this.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, guys, you know, you're watching, and that some of you are watching that aren't in it yet. But it's, um, it's a tough business. It's a business. You're, you're in business for yourself. You're an entrepreneur. You live and die by your own work, right? Mm-hmm. And you're gonna put yourself out of business, or you're gonna put yourself in an amazing financial position. And you get to make that choice on an everyday basis. Right. One thing that I know from you is you're consistently show up. Right. right? And you work and you treat it like a real job. Right. And you're making s- amazing income.
1: Right. I mean, we've because changed the locks, job. we changed the code. She yeah. still shows she probably, up. It's, it's amazing. amazing. Yeah, she she like, sits I'm in the amazing. closet back there now and she <laughs> still shows up. It's amazing. So, for
0: those who are watching that aren't yet 30, 40 deal agents, what kind of advice do you have from a perspective just kind of to keep going to push it what what's the take-home tactical advice you'd give to somebody that wants to be in your seat
2: i would just you know stay open-minded for with any deal or any person that comes your way um follow-up is key um even if they say you know i want to buy a house and you're like a year later you're like oh my god they're still not wanting to buy a house just stay in touch you know and don't give up and you know I just think it's about making connections with people, like you say. Um, And even if they don't buy, they might refer you to someone else. I've had that happen, too. So make those connections. Stay in touch. um, Come in every day. See what everybody else is doing, too. I like to come into the office and I'm like, oh, that's a great way of doing something. Or that, you know, um, maybe I should try that.
0: What about for those who are kind of half-assing it, right? <laughs> for lack of a better way, let's talk about the importance of a pipeline, okay? How many people do you think you've touched right, in this business to about doing a deal that resulted in the 30 that you have right now? And I want, this, I want you guys to pay attention to this one, because of the 30 deals that did, how many didn't?
2: Oh, maybe, I mean, over 50, at least
0: so over 50. So you probably had, I would venture to say at least 100 people that had a good shot of doing a deal. Mm -hmm. So far this year in your brand that you're like, Yes, I got this deal. And then 50 of them just fizzle out and die or Mm -hmm. resign their lease or did not have credit or the appraisal died or they died or something happened. You've had all of those situations happen, right? So not being attached to the outcome. Is probably my most important advice to agents, and we've had a couple agents recently that got so attached to the outcome because they had that deal, and if that deal doesn't close, they're sh- they're out of luck,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Mm-hmm. They're out of luck because. So, what do you have now, as far as a pipeline goes, of people? Would you say?
2: Um, I have at least I, probably over 50 people that I have maybe more than that in my zap or on mls yep. that i'm just kind of touching base with um i met a guy at an open house two years ago and now he wants to buy a house
0: I, I, pay uh-huh. attention guys so she's got a depth, chart, a depth <laughs> roster she's got 50 people that may or may not do real estate mm-hmm. but you need two or three a month is what you're averaging right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. out of 50. so 46 right. or 47 of them could just go total crap on you Right. This month, and three do, you win. Exactly. The challenge is most people don't have 50, right? They mm-hmm. have one or two. And do the numbers, man. The average games, the law of averages on this, that ratio sucks, right? That's 30%, right? If you go to the numbers we just did, out of 100 people you talked to, 30 did something. 70% didn't. Right. So if you've got 10 leads and you're banking on those 10 leads, seven of them are crap or they're just not ready yet. They're just not they might ready all yet. Be crap. They might all be crap. But I,
1: I think that point though is important because the key is she set up a system, right? That allows her to turn different levers when needed. Mm-hmm. Right now you have a pipeline of 50 people. So maybe prospecting isn't at top of the list, right? <laughs> Following up and working those 50 people is. If that 50 people dwindles to five, Guess what? I'm turning this go. lever over here. Yep. But the key is, but you know how. right, mm-hmm. she's got this skill and the lever to turn because she's built that system that says, hey, I've got this skill set. I know how to do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get it filled. And then I'm gonna turn this off because this is the problem. Some people think they need to prospect all the time, no matter what. And because they're doing that, they, they neglect these these systems over here. And so it's, it's key. And the only reason you're able to do it and constantly have that pipeline is because you've created a framework that allows you to do that, right? It's not by accident. And I think no. there's a lot of people out there that are just working by accident and it's not an accident. It is, I have this, 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 and I focus on this right now. Oh, I need that. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go open that up yeah. and, that, and that's key.
0: And that's the fearlessness part that we were talking about before. I know for a fact if I said, "Susie, you if you don't have a million-dollar listing by Friday, your arm is going to fall off." You're going to say, "Bye,"
2: yep, right? You. <laughs> and you will
0: be back with a listing over a million bucks by Friday. And there's zero chance. I would put any amount of money on that bet because you will keep going. She's so not going to go to four, and the four say, "Screw you! I'm never selling my house." You're not going to go home. Right? You're going to five or six or 26 or 46 or 66 or 85 until you get that one, Mm -hmm. right? And that's the grit of the entrepreneur that most people don't have. It really pisses me off when I see agents come in and they try the business for a few weeks or a couple of months and they do a couple open houses and they show a couple deals and they knock on 14 doors and they're like, this shit doesn't work, right? (laughs) Screw you, you're a wimp, right? You don't belong in business. You need to go be a Walmart greeter and get the hell out of the industry. Right? you've got to suck it up and know that this takes work and you've got to have that grip right right you have to do it and most people don't which is why there's so few people that really rise to the top but you've mm-hmm. got that 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 courageousness fearlessness and ability to connect with people and follow up that's um inspirational to a lot of people right well,
2: good.
0: so parting thoughts parting words
2: oh god i gotta do the last words yeah um, I think if you're out there and you're just getting your license or if you're new to the business, um, I would say, like I said, come into the office, you know, talk to people that have been doing this for a while. Um, you know, just keep at it cause it's not going to be instantaneous. You're going to have to keep working on it. Um, try different avenues i've been trying to i keep trying different things i'm like well maybe open houses i can and then i get deals from that you know and just try to be as open-minded as possible when it comes to this business Um, and
0: you're still five years in, still new
2: oh yeah so
0: what i'm excited about watching is the evolution of susie Mm -hmm. and as you sort through all this stuff you're going to realize there's stuff you just don't like to do Mm -hmm. right so you just choose not to and then you're going to narrow in and narrow in and narrow in to the super niche. That's going to be your thing that you're just going to be able to rock it. And you can raise the price points on that niche and just have a, a cooler and cooler lifestyle as time goes.
2: That would right? be great. And
0: that's what I'm excited about. So thank you for your time today. You're I welcome. I know a lot of people appreciate this. And um, I think it's a great, great inspiration to a lot of people. So we're very proud of you. Thanks. a so great job on that one. Puma.
1: Parting words. Thanks for joining us on the pods. On the the
0: pods. The pods. Thanks, guys, for watching. (laughs) Talk to
1: y'all
2: soon.